Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the DNVR Rapids podcast. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Welcome in, everybody. We are live in Studio A. It's a special day here on the DNVR Rapids podcast. Uh, we're going to knock out these introductions as fast as possible to get to the good stuff. I'm your host, Mitchell Carroll. I'm joined, of course, by Super Yaya. Hi. And also, of course... <laughs> <laughs> you said super quick. I, know, I didn't super think quick. it would go that fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm throwing off my game here. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, downtown Dwayne Brown. Also high. Also high. Okay, let's get to it. <laughs> we are joined in studio by a very special guest. Uh, returning friend of the program. Uh, Rapids president, Pork Smith. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, this is great. We're, uh, we're super excited to have you. Um, obviously, coming off the big news of the recent promotion and kind of promotions across the board and new hires and lots of stuff going on with the club. Figure it's a perfect time to sit down and kind of, you know, talk about what's going on there. Um, quarter of the season behind us. so We can kind of check in there um, and also some timely news today. So uh, perfect time to, uh, to have you in. Yeah, no, it's great to be back. I think it's been a while for sure. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a good time to come in as we look at yeah what we're planning, where we're hoping to go and, and what the future lies for not just us, I think, as a club, but ultimately for the sport, you know, in Colorado and in the United States. It's exciting times. Yeah, so, so we're going to dig into all that stuff. We're going to spend the last third of the show. We're going to do a little mailbag. Thanks to our listeners and Twitter uh, friends that, that sent us in. We got a bunch of those, so we're going to get to those in the very last segment of the show. But, yeah, let's start with the obvious. You, uh, you were VP, now team president. Um, I think, you know, that is like a fancy sentence when you say you're now the team president. But I think, you know, I don't know if everyone fully knows how many more things are added on to your plate now from yeah. your old role to this new role. Let's kind of start there and kind of see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's not even something I'm that, that focused on, to be honest sure. with you. You know, I think for, for quite some time now, I think when, when we had the opportunity to take up the reins in, in 2018, it's always been with a focus on, on what can we make this club? You know, how big can we can we make this club? How successful can we be? And ultimately, at the bottom of it all, how can we build a, a sustainable level of success for the Colorado Rapids? You know, and, and I think, look, we put that up there. We said we wanted to be a perennial playoff team. We want to be in the playoffs year in and year out to give ourselves an opportunity to do what, what we really need, which is to win another MLS Cup and, and ultimately to win trophies. So I think in this role, it's it's no different, really. You know, I kind of do see my role as being... Um, you know, putting the right people in the right places across the organization and then supporting the really talented people that, that we have, the really talented people who have done an incredible job over the last number of years, and then the people that we've brought in, in in this new personnel plan, the influx of talent that we've got, you know, arming them with what they need to go and do the work that's going to put us to where we want to be. So from from my perspective, it's easy. What, I, what I'm really, really excited about is the personnel plan as a whole. Right, it's the right. group as a whole. And, and that's what's, yeah, that's what's what's putting a smile on my face right now for sure. Right, so we're talking Wayne, Brant, um, both jumping up to big. Fran getting into some big new um, roles there. And those are kind of been, I mean, from my perspective, just as, you know, being around the team, that's kind of been like the little core of you, you know, you yeah. three working together. Um, and so you kind of are lifting them up to higher positions too. And does that mean more responsibility off of your plate onto theirs? Well, I think for, for Wayne and I, there's kind of a, a difference there. I mean, obviously, Wayne and I are looking at the strategic direction of the club as a whole. Sure. And then there's going to be, you know, you know differences as, as you start to separate down. I mean, I think if you look at, at the work that, that Wayne has done, you know, over an incredibly long period of time here, I think he's been with the organization over 15 years and with the club almost 11 years. You know, wow. it goes right the way back to he was there in Toronto when we lifted Cup, you know. So that's that's a pretty cool thing to to have. So he and I will be very much focused on that long-term strategic view and, and he'll work hand in hand with me on that as well as then, you know, taking the leading role on, on one of the most critical things that we're going to do over the next few years, which is, you know, our fan engagement side, you know, what are we doing to enhance that fan atmosphere, that, that um, fan experience ultimately when they're out there at the park, but also when we're interacting with them on a daily basis. And it's one of the things I'm sure we're going to touch a lot on Apple TV because that's been right. one of the major yeah. enhancements since, since I was last here. And I think that's just given us an incredible platform to connect with our supporters, to tell our story and, and to really create attachment between ourselves and the incredible support that we have. So it's not just about being there at 7.30 on a Saturday night. Right, that's right. critically important, right? That's what the guys feel when they walk out onto the field. I think that's one of the key reasons why we've had such a, an incredible home record over the last number of years is the support that we have there. 
But it's also about what we're doing day in and day out, you know, and that content that we're producing. And right. I think anybody who's been into our club room on Apple TV has got to be pretty excited about what's on there and, and the kind of the ability to see behind the scenes, the ability to create that level of attachment and understanding about what's going on in the club. So that's going to be a huge piece for him. You, then you've got obviously what, what Fran's been doing on, on the soccer side and, and really thrilled with the role that he's played. We are building that, that um, department out quite significantly, I would say. And I think that's a big thing for us, you know, what we're looking at from an analytics perspective, but also what we're looking at in terms of the use of, of an increased scouting network. Uh, we've obviously brought Gabriel Pinto in. We've promoted Chris Zidabart. We've promoted Matt Pfeffer. We've brought in two new analysts in the analytics department wow. as well. So for me, it, it's great. I'm not trying to just like move away sure, from my role, sure, but at yeah, the end sure. of the day, the really exciting <laughs> thing here is is the the number of new people that are coming into this organization, the number of talented people that are coming in that really gives us a foundation on which to build on. And I think that's the great thing. It allows, you know, myself, Wayne, Fran, uh, Alex sure. McGeorge, you know, who's, who's headed up our digital department, who's done an unbelievable job to build that group out as well. So when we look at that in terms of the folks that were here, that's really cool. Right. But it's, you know, the, the talent that's coming in the door is, is pretty incredible. Too. So of those new people that you guys brought in, what was kind of your process? What were you looking in them when you brought them in? What was kind of the main characteristics you were looking at? So, look, I, I'm going to maybe sound like a broken record here, but culture is important. You yeah. Know, and yeah. No, I think we all yeah. are on the same page with that. Yeah, it, and I think <laughs> it should be. And I've spoken about this probably more so, you know, because that's the questions I'm getting a lot is on the, on the team side. You know, what does that mean? And we talk about the mentality and the character of the people that we're bringing into that group and how we're going to win as a group. The same thing applies for us as an organization. So we want to bring in, you know, really top level talented people. And it's funny, I think we've got, you know, similar traits that we're that we're excited about in general we're hiring really talented hard-working ambitious people who come into the club and i think that breeds a culture of excellence that's that's kind of you know it, it permeates then throughout the entire organization and when we looked at this we're bringing in over 30 people right now that's increasing the overall size of the club by over a third wow. and one of the things that we talked about with our with our current staff was protecting that culture and making sure that those that came in we're fitting into a culture that, that, that we're very proud of there. But it's, so that's something that we, we really spent a lot of time on, making sure that we had people that, that were going to be a good fit with our organization, people that were not only talented and, and you know, had the right skill sets for the role, but that we knew were going to come in and be a part of the one club culture that we want in our organization. You brought up something uh, earlier in terms about, you know, building out fan engagement and fan experience. <clears throat> and I, there was one hire in particular that I thought was, you know, I don't know much about, haven't met him yet, but having a very interesting title was um, director of match presentation. Is that is that the right label, match presentation? There, there's a few different uh, right. areas within match presentation. Right, and, right. And but you brought in there. that was that was on the list of new new roles. Um, that particular role, you know, seems like a new one in the club. Is that you know was something you guys focused on, and sort of what was the qualifications that came into that role that people can kind of expect? Well, I think there's a couple of different things that you can break up with that. Like we, we've had a really good group and that's something that Wayne's always had in a very, very strong position for us as an organization. Caitlin Kinzer, who heads up our, our community events, but is also match presentation okay. and event presentation. So she's really been a critical part of that. And after this, I'm off to our Special Olympics event, our signing great. day, which is for me the best program that we run in the organization. One of the one of the, the greatest days, you know, of, of every year from my perspective. But she's done a terrific job. We've got Taylor Milner in there. And then with the addition of Apple TV, what we've had to look to then really is the broadcast side of this as well. And how are we using that and how are we using the Apple platform to enhance that that attachment with our supporter base? Right. How are we reaching out and touching that? So we brought in Manuel de, de from Inter Miami as oh, our cool. director of broadcasting and, and content operations. And that's been that's been a really critical hire for him, for us. Like he's someone who comes in with a really strong skill set, great experience, has been in the league, knows exactly what he's doing. And it was funny, right before I left, I got a, a, a report from from him on, on his kind of first first couple of months in the role. And it's great again to see the level of ambition, the standards, what we're striving for here and what we're looking to do. And again, when you have a platform like Apple TV, which is let's be honest, one of the most, if not the most innovative companies in the world, mm -hmm. when you're in partnership with them, you can think like that. And again, you can try and do things that are going to, going to give our fans access and that behind the scenes kind of viewpoint that, that they probably haven't had in the past, that I'm not sure any fan around the world has had. So that's pretty exciting for us. 
So kind of talking about Apple TV and kind of all that new acts that you have. Uh, the last couple of years, you've seen like LAFC produce kind of a hard knock style kind of show. And Dan, Don Garber also said that uh, the MLS teamed up with a production company that have, gives all the teams access. Have you guys considered that at all? Maybe something in that style, like a hard knocks kind of? Yeah, I mean, I look at what, what our guys have done with, with Elevate over the years. You know, I think, again, huge kudos to Alex McGeorge. He's just done an incredible job. Shout out to Alex. Building. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Just an incredible job of building out that, that digital department. And I think the, the Elevate series, and it's gone through a couple of different iterations. Yep. You know, some have been a little bit longer form. Some have been more, you know, short form. But again, it gives that behind the scenes coverage. It gives that insight and and hopefully it allows our supporters to see what goes on behind the scenes and 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 how things kind of come to fruition, be that on the field, off the field. Is it a day in the life of one of the the um the players? Is it a day in the life of of one of uh, one of our staff members? You know, irrespective sure. of what it is, it it gives our fans that that sense of being there and being a part of it, which is which is hugely critical. So a lot of our thinking right now. And again, you guys, I think, have all heard me talk about this before. I think in cycles, right? I'm not just ever thinking about one year or what's happened in the next six months. I'm, I'm always thinking in three or four year cycles. And that's the way I look at this right now. You know, the 2026 World Cup, when you add that on top of the Apple TV media deal and the League's Cup, which I think is just going to be an absolutely terrific competition. Yeah, we're all hyped about the League's yeah, Cup. Yeah, I think everybody here, should yeah. be hyped about it. It's pretty <laughs> exciting. And then when you add the World Cup on top of that in, in 26, we, we've got a platform to lead into that now. 94 was ultimately the foundation on which the, this league was built. Now we've got the ability to, to actually have a roadway in. We can plan this out. We can see how we want to take advantage of this and, and exploit what we know is going to be huge growth and interest in the sport. So for us right now, it's all about what do we look like on day one of 2027? So when that league kicks off in 2027, what does the club look like? And the implementation of this personnel plan was really with that in mind, was making sure that we had the right people in place right now so that all of the work could be done to put us in a position to excel, excel at that point and to really take advantage of the opportunities that are coming up. We didn't want to be just thinking about that in 2026 or 2025. Right. We needed to get out in front of it. Yeah. We've had time to plan it. We've obviously had terrific support from ownership to put this in place because it's a lot. You increase to, to this magnitude, it's a lot. and and just couldn't be more excited about you know our ability to do this and the people that are now in the in the room as well it's great don't you got any questions down there we I haven't mean, heard from you yet. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm thinking long term now so my right. head's like spinning with how many things are happening in like 26 and i mean one thing i think of um is as a city denver we didn't we're not a location for the world cup right um so and this may be a little far out or maybe you're already in discussions on it, but what is, what is the strategy? Like how do we take advantage as a club of the world cup, even though it's not going to be here in Denver and how does that impact um, the rapid strategy for getting out in the community to tagging on to the excitement with the world cup? And, you know, I, I may be jumping ahead no, or, I don't you think know, so. like what's, you know, how do you see that relationship of just a thing that's happening being something that we can take advantage of to grow the club in general yeah. and the community? I think it's a great question. I genuinely don't think you're jumping ahead. And if you were involved in some of the conversations we're having right now, you would know that we don't think it's it's too far sure. to be thinking ahead either, to be honest that's with cool. you. I think there's a bunch of things. Like, you know, sure, it was disappointing not to be selected. There's no sure, two ways sure. about that. And I think we would have loved to have had that that right here on our doorstep. But I think the most important thing is to think about this at a macro level and to think about the increased interest in sports. And I always think about it in, in, in a couple of different ways. First of all, I remember going back to my earliest days in sports with, with my first mentor in sports, really, a, a lady called Helen Raftery, who is the director of strategy in the Football Association of Ireland. Wow. And she always talked about, you know, we're after the hearts and minds of the kids. Now in Ireland, that was because we were, we were up against other, other sports. We had the local Irish GAA, the Gaelic football and hurling. We also had rugby, which was becoming a really big sport and a popular sport in Ireland. So we, we were trying to make sure that, that we, we enticed those young fans to follow our sport, to get involved in our sport and to participate. So what we do at the grassroots level here is going to be absolutely critical. And how we make sure that we've got an infrastructure right the way across the state so that when those young people are involved and they see soccer being played at the very, very highest level, that they're able to play. That's the first thing. Access to our sport 
is absolutely critical. And we're incredibly proud of the work that we've been able to do in that area. Obviously, we've got, you know, our affiliation with the Colorado Rapids Youth Soccer Club, which is, you know, one of the largest youth soccer clubs in the country. But I look around the state right now. I look at what the CSA are doing. I look at what Real Colorado are doing. I look at what a whole host of other clubs around, around the state are doing. And it's awesome. You know, and you see it both on the boys and the girls side. The number of players that are playing the sport in this, in this state is incredible. It's upwards over 60,000 people right now, kids, which is, which is huge. Yeah. So we've got to have a target in mind of like, how do we double that? So you're going to hear us talk about doubling a lot of things. We want to double our fan base by 2027. But doubling the participation number is huge. There's a lot of studies out there that will talk about the fact that, you know, by kind of 10, 11, 12, certainly by 13, you know, kids made up their mind about who they're going to support, who they're going to follow, who their teams are. That's the attachment. That's what we want to create. So we want to make sure that for the, the young sports fan that's growing up in Colorado, it's the Rapids. It is the world sport. There's no two ways about that. There is no doubt about that. So we want to be the representation of the world sport here in the state of Colorado. But we want to be the top of the pyramid that's a vibrant, vibrant industry and a vibrant environment for sport in this, in this country or in this state. So we think about it a lot. How do we make sure that that access is there? How do we make sure that we're really connecting with the grassroots? the top of this, we want to be a key representation of our community. We really want to be out there and we want the people of Colorado to, to think about us. We all know that people move into Colorado like all the time, right? Like it's a very, very popular destination. I'll hold my hands up. I'm one of those people who came <laughs> here, right? I'm sure a lot of people that relocate from within the U.S., they probably have their NFL teams or, you know, their NBA teams. Maybe they don't have a soccer team. We can be that team. We can be that team. So making sure that we're ready to take advantage of, of what I what I firmly believe is going to be huge increased interest and investment in the sport. That's really where our, where our mind is focused. And, and ultimately, as I said, that's why the personnel plan became so important and why I'm so excited about all these new folks joining and about the fact that we've been able to retain some of the key staff members who've done such a great job over the last couple of years. Dang, that was a lot. Like, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to take a <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Go ahead, go ahead. Man, um, no, that's exciting. I mean, obviously... <laughs> You know, I don't think we're thinking about our 2026 show plans yet, but I mean, it is exciting on our, you know, as fans I'm not ourselves. Gonna lie. I kind of thought about it a little well, bit. Well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, a, little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit. Maybe a little bit. We're gonna have some watch parties. There's yeah. no oh, doubt I mean, about that's, that. that's, that's for sure. My, I'm actually trying to coordinate how we're gonna do uh, the pod when I'm in Mexico watching the Mexican World. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Mexico yeah. too. Yeah, watching the first Mexico <laughs> international <laughs> game. That's what I'm trying to think about right now. I'll go with you, Mexico, Ireland. We'll take that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably. I've been thinking about that quite a bit actually. Yeah, I want. I mean, we played in '94. That's played against each other in '94. Yeah, and so, I'm yeah. think I, how'd that I, I go? What why. was the score? Do you guys remember? It was I, played down in Orlando, Mexico, one mm -hmm. two one. Yeah, we two scored one. a goal Brutal. late, but couldn't get back into it. The heat, Brutal. I think, yeah. killed some of our guys. That altitude <laughs> <day. laughs> yeah. Mexico City yeah. is even more intense than here. That's true. So, yeah. um, you guys, have any other questions you want to hit on on organizational structure, new roles, uh, anything like that before we get into kind of team stuff, play? <laughs> So with still kind of a gray area between your old position and now moving up into presidency. Um, presidency. Well, that sounds very president role. That's weird. <laughs> um, you know, what is it about moving into that role that you're most excited about going forward? Um, you know, progressing from yeah. your, your abilities where you were and to piggyback on that, um, how is the the relationship with KSC at a at a higher level? Uh, has that changed, or is it the same? Are you able to ask for more things? You know, um, you know how does that impact that relationship at a, at a higher level at level as well? Yeah, no, I've I've always been very fortunate with that. That you know that whether it's access or, or communication, it's always been terrific. You know, and that's. You know, our governor is Matt Hutchings, and obviously we've got Josh, who's, who's very, very involved. And both Matt, Josh, Wayne, and I, all four of us were in, were in San Jose a couple of weeks ago for the Board of Governors meetings. And, and it's, it's good. I get to attend those. So Matt and, and Josh are obviously at the table, and uh, the presidents, we, we kind of get to sit at the back a little bit and, and <laughs> listen in. But it's, it's really interesting, and, and it's been great. It's great kind of chatting to them about what the future looks like and what we want to do. And I think that really ties into, to, I think, one of the biggest changes for me. Obviously, as you add this level of talent, it does give you a little bit more time to focus on certain things. And for me, that's always going to be the long term. It's always thinking about how do we make sure that we have got 
the plan in place that, that we can go out and implement and put a strategy against so that we can continue to be successful. I'm going to hold my hands up. Like the transition from the success we had in 21 to 22 did not go the way we wanted. And I think that was the first time it was different for us as a club, right? The club has transitioned in the past, but it's normally been transitioning from tough years to, okay, wh what's the next step? What are we going again? You look at 19, 20, 21, you know, after we talked about the Rapids way, I think for those three years, we talked about attacking and entertaining football. We were a top 10 goal scorer in each of those, in each of those years. We progressed up through the ranks, you know, moving up, missed out in the playoffs just in 19, but obviously after an 09 and two start for the, the latter two thirds of that season, we were the, the number one team in the league, obviously on a points per game basis. 20, we get into the playoffs, 21, we finished top of the West. So we had that kind of build towards success. And that first transition when, when the success was met then with the, ultimately the, you know, the, the sale of players, I think most is probably what people are gonna remember. Trusty, Cole obviously leaving for a year, Sam Vines going on. And that's a natural part of the evolution of a good team. You know, you do want your young, talented players right, to, right. to take their next step. And I think it's part of a, a long-term sustainable club. So for me, it's about looking at those kind of things and thinking, okay, how do we make sure now that in our next cycle, as we transition out of our next level of success, that we're able to go again? And it's a, it's a really interesting part of it. It's hard in MLS because of uh, the way the salary cap is structured. It just makes it a little bit, little bit of a quirk and something that you've got you've to look at. But those things are, are really important to me to look at that. I'm also super intrigued about the, the industry as a whole right now. And I think... You know, for us, we, we really have to analyze where this industry is going, where soccer in this country is going, because at no point in time over the previous 27 years of the league's existence have we had the coming together of so many positive factors at the same time. So again, if you want to be out in front of this, you, you've got to start that process. And, and that's a, a really intriguing piece. And for someone like me who's coming from that kind of strategic background, that's what you want to be looking at. And I think by adding all of these people, it frees everybody up to do to get to the next level, to take one more step above. So it's it's fantastic that there are people then that are going to come in. So you bring another two scouts into the building, that frees up a little bit more of, of Fran's time for Fran to take another step and do a little bit more. So there's a knock-on impact there that's incredibly positive for, for what we're able to cover and what we're able to do. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to dive in to sort of season so far, off-season moves, stuff like that. First, got to hit up our sponsors real quick. Shout out to Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact from building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair and return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code DNVR for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, also, the homies at Fubo TV. Uh, Fubo TV has over 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price, and you can start watching immediately with a seven day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. There's over a thousand hours of, or there is a thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. You can watch local teams while traveling. Um, events are coming up. You can watch the CU Buff spring game on ESPN. Get, get your first taste of Coach Prime football. Um, the Buffalo Stampede. Um, you got Nuggets and Avs um, on altitude for this first round of the playoffs, which is pretty exciting. Um, and you have the NFL draft coming up. So watch Nuggets and Avs playoff run on altitude and ABC with Fubo TV. Go to www.fubotv.com slash dnvr sign up for 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro thank you fubo all right enough of that nice job man that was a lot of words that was yeah. turbo <laughs> today, baby. that's right 
I'm on my game today. Um, so let's jump into the season. Uh, we're about a quarter of the way through. We kind of did a check-in recently, kind of, you know, where, where the team stands as. Obviously not the start you wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm sure no one would have asked for that Seattle game to be the way that the season starts. But definitely trending in a more positive direction, unbeaten in the last three. Um, four. 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 Sorry, yeah. four, four. I knew that. I knew that. Four. Thank you, Yaya. No worries. That's why I, 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 know, I was thinking too, but I like, guess yeah, three. I just forgot um, completely. So, yeah, I guess, you know, what have you, what have you seen – from that start to where the team is at now, any key changes that maybe you've seen that aren't so apparent just, you know, watching for the 90 minutes a week um, and just sort of is that trajectory? Do you see that still going up? Yeah, I certainly see it going up. There's no no doubt about that. Like, and I think it's a good song, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the bar staff's here to open. They just got yeah. the music going. <laughs> yeah, I think, you, you know, you're dead right about the first game of the season, but I... You know, there's something to be said about that approach as well. You right. know, it didn't work out on the day, but to go into Seattle and, and to say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna go, we're gonna be on the front foot, we're gonna go and try something here, it didn't work. You know, it didn't work, and and that that's fine. That's gonna happen from time to time. But I like that mentality, and I think that mentality is very important, and and it's it's gonna be a positive over the course of the season. Now, as you said, I think that that was a bit of a knock. It didn't start the season, didn't start the way we wanted. In particular, at home, I think that was that was probably the most disappointing thing from our perspective. You know, to only pick up one point against Kansas, and and then, you know, a loss that was just just a weird game against Minnesota. It, it just didn't didn't really feel right at all. Like right, start yeah. to finish, and every now and then you have one of those. Our, our home form, I think, over the last three or four years has been absolutely outstanding, and we very much expect that to continue. And I think what we've seen is, you know, we've obviously seen an adjustment there. We've seen a move back to a a back three and I think you'll continue to see moves between a back three and a back four and that's one of the I think Robin and our coaching staff's great strengths is that they're they're willing to adapt depending on what what they see fit for that individual game and, and to go ahead and win that game so I think that's a that's a key strength but I think look ultimately if things aren't going the way you want I'm a big believer that you go back and, and you start to do some of the basics well right you make things a little bit simpler you go back and make sure you're solid defensively and then you can build from there and I think you go four unbeaten, three on the road. The home game was against LAFC. Again, I think we could have, you know, we could have snuck a win out of that game. Certainly away to Austin. There's not many teams who go into Austin and play as much on the front foot as we did in that game. You know, an unlucky, unfortunate kind of start to that game. But I think for the the remaining 85 minutes, we were we were certainly on top, and again should have won. And that's the difference, right, between the Seattle game and an Austin game. You know, you go in, you try and be on the front foot, and and Seattle took care of business that day. Whereas we were really able to, to take it to Austin by being aggressive and, and by having players that were putting their, their guys under significant pressure, a lot of turnovers, good with the ball. So that was, that was certainly a, a positive. Key thing now is obviously turning these ties into wins. That's, that's the key thing for us. And I think it's, it's close. I think we're, we're, we're hopefully getting to that tipping point now where we'll be able to, we'll be able to do that. And it's got to start on Saturday, ultimately. I think there's no better place for us to do it than at home huge crowd expected which is fantastic and you know again something that the guys are going to be pretty pretty excited about getting out there in front of the supporters again on a, no, go ahead. on a week-to-week basis how much do you talk to a Frazier about like the squad how they're performing or do you just kind of let him handle that aspect of it and you handle more of the construction of it yeah I think as I said at the start my job's put good people in place to do their to do Absolutely. their jobs like and it's great again if I kind of see myself almost as a support structure in that in that regard in many ways right the way across the the organization like i think we've got one of the best in the business in in robin um uh, like we do in, in in quite a few places now which is which is really fantastic and you know we we will talk though we talk all the time you know our relationship is is really really strong and i think that's that's a real positive for us because we're able to have those conversations when when conversations are needed and and it's about just making sure that we're always on the on the same page and, and that we're thinking about it in the same way kind of feel like it's it's my job to always think about the long term it's robin's job to win a game on saturday right and those two things don't always perfectly align like and there's no there's no issues with that and that's why i think you know good strong communication is really important there like so yeah from from our perspective that's a, a real plus for us uh, obviously a pretty busy off season seven players in um and definitely and you know we talked for about like an hour pre, you know early in the season um or just before season started um you really went out, I think, compared to maybe your normal off season. Um, Denmark, France, 
you know, really, really picked specific guys all over the place. Was there any sort of shift in strategy this offseason in terms of finding those guys or any any new approach that kind of uncovered some of these targets that you found? Not necessarily, to be honest. I think, look, I'm not going to hide away from the fact that, that we like going and trying to identify value where value exists. Right. Sometimes that might mean it's it's within the league and within the domestic market. Other times it might mean that that we're going abroad, whether that's to Europe, South America, into Africa, whatever that, that happens to be at that point in time. This year we looked around the domestic market and we didn't see as much value as we had in, in past years. You know, the, the deals that, that we like to do weren't necessarily there. We, we did feel there were a few and we, we, we made some of those moves. Um, but we also decided that like there were particular skill sets that we were looking for that are tough, you know, Everybody wants good center backs and everybody wants left backs, right? right. Yeah, like that, right. Is, that is the reality of secret the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a secret. Um, so if everybody wants it, then the, the pool of available talent within any, any one market is going to diminish. Right. And that's really what we saw. So as we looked around the league, there were a few center backs that we liked and, and we inquired about. Again, none got to the level that we wanted. And we've been watching Maxu for a few years now and... I think Aaron Tode, who most of you know, is our uh, director of, of sports science performance. Um, he'd been with uh, Maxu for a number of years in, in Bromby. So again, when I talk about the character and the mentality, we knew all about this guy. Right, we knew right. how much of a leader he was. We knew what he was going to bring to the back line. So that gave us a lot of additional comfort that when you've got the characteristic part nailed down and that due diligence is done, it then comes into the analytics and the eyes on scouting and, okay, do we feel like this is a good fit? And once you've talked through that with, with the analysts, with the scouts, with the coaching staff, with Robin, you know, we felt pretty strongly that that was the right move for us to make. Um, obviously, the fact he was coming out of contract as well, you know, was, was a real plus and a real, a real boost there. So that's the way it can, it can go at times. Like, and the left back position is a really interesting one. And, you know, we obviously had Sam Vines there who was, was Sammy. in my opinion the best the best in the league we we just didn't feel like like extending Lucas and, and executing on that on that buy option sure. was the right thing we think he did very well for us so it wasn't wasn't that big a problem but we've been looking around that area as well and you know Alex again was somebody that that um our coaching staff knew um through his his games with the Australian National okay. Association with oh, okay. Chris Sharp who's obviously right, well yeah. connected in there as well so again we knew the type of player we we were looking to bring in so I, I think it just depends on on where we feel the right fits are sure. and and that that obviously kind of comprises a lot of different inputs in this year we felt that, that that's where that's where it was that could change again in the summer when, right. we're, when yeah. we're going for the next lot and we have left ourselves some flexibility this year. You know, that is that is something we've done. Uh, we've left ourselves flexibility to go and, and make some moves in, in the summer window, which I'm excited about and we're you know, we're already already teeing up something. So there you go. we'll have to see how that how that evolves over the coming coming weeks or so months, when I should say. Looking at these players, do you look at certain formations that they you want them to play in, or are you looking just as a whole they do something like they can play multiple positions? Because I can kind of see with Gersh can play a wing back. And play a left back, Ronan can play the eight and the six. What kind of thought process you are when it comes to building formation wise? Yeah, I think positional versatility is a really good thing, right? Yeah, of course. In any league where you've got a, a salary cap constraint, if you have players who can play multiple positions, that's really good. I think at a very, very fundamental level, though, it comes back that you need to have an overarching philosophy. You need to have principles of play. The, the formation itself is less important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's very much a Robin decision week in, week out, what he wants to put out there. But I think we've got to be very clear from a club perspective that we do have an overarching philosophy, that we do have those principles and that we do have those characteristics and traits that we're looking for in players. And, you know, we're not going to shy away from that. We want to have a drive to youth model. And that's something that I think was, was going really well in 19, 20, 21 but when you sell a bunch of those guys, that becomes more difficult, <laughs> yeah. right? You've got to replenish sure, the, sure, the supply. Sure. Now you look at someone like a Darren Yappy coming through and things like that, and you, you can see there's there's a huge level of talent. We also knew that we had players like Max that, you know, had come in, was not necessarily meant to play as many minutes last <laughs> year because you want him to have the time to adapt. Um, but with injuries, you know, he, he did. But I think, you know, we're seeing the, the fruits of that now with, with some of his performances. So when we go out in, into the market, it, it is very much with those characteristics in mind. In the, in the attacking area, 
you know, for me, speed is, is the big thing. You know, I really do believe speed and athleticism. I, I should really group them together because, you know, I believe we have a significant home field advantage here. And it's one that I think we've, we've scratched the surface on, but we haven't really reached the top in terms of exploiting that. And it comes from two things. It comes from altitude and it comes from our supporter base. Those are the two things that drive that. And I think if we have, you know, top level athletes and real speed, mm-hmm. we can create a lot of problems for teams, in particular when we're playing at home. So those are the characteristics. So it's a, it can be a multifaceted approach. Okay. Sometimes it will also be a case of, you know what, we need a player in this position. Okay. That is that is something that, that obviously happens. Of course, happens. every team does yeah. that here and there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes that may be an age profile thing as well. Obviously, we wanted to bring in a younger goalkeeper. You know, we had, we had Will and Clint last year, both turning 34. We had Abe as, as well, who was, you know, unfortunately he's picked up a, a, an injury now with a sprain, sprained ankle. But we wanted to make sure that we had real competition. That's something that we really do like. And I think as we've seen, Illich may not have uh, set foot on the field this year, but I think it's hard to claim he hasn't had an impact, right? Because, yeah, right. you know, it's created another level of competition and Will's been playing out of his mind so far. Yeah, it's been it's fantastic. Tough to, tough to get Yarby out of the net. Right yeah, now. it's been great. You brought, up, you brought up something I want to get to with our first mailbag question. So we'll jump into that here in just a sec. Real quick, we have to talk about our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Uh, this episode of DNVR Rapids is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Graduation season is coming up. Let's face it, all the soon-to-be graduates deserve a celebration that is as epic as they are. And what's a party without Pete's? Illegal Pete's Catering will provide a spread that leaves the whole family proud, even if they don't understand your major. Illegal Pete's delicious ingredients and customizable options are the perfect way to treat your guests to a culinary adventure they'll never forget. To book your order, head to catering.illegalpete's.com. Don't make yourself pull another all-nighter, so book your graduation catering ahead of time. Congratulations, graduates. You did it. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Uh, in the interest of time, my tip of the week. No tip of the week. Is go to Illegal Pete's. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a good time. Oh, watch Illegal, Watch Pete himself on a podcast with D-Line and Adam Mares, uh, yeah, on the YouTube channel. They, it was a good little mini show yesterday. Actual so check that out. Illegal Pete. Yeah, Pete yeah. himself. Pete Turner, my guy. Shout out. Um, okay. Real quick before we keep going. Sure. Uh, don't forget to hit the like button. It really helps out, guys. Yes. Give us a thumbs up, please. Big time help. Big time help. Okay, let me find the mail back. Here we go. Okay. Um, so speed. Obviously, um, we're all, well, Dwayne specifically down on the end there, is uh, a big-time Cabral guy. And I think the thing we've noticed immediately with Cabral is speed. He is, I mean, in a team that we all thought was very, like, had a lot of fast pieces on it, he seems to be another mm-hmm. dimension above yeah. that. And and a lot of the questions about Cabral coming through are why, doesn't, why isn't he getting minutes, you know, what's sort of holding back jumping in fully. Um, and I think that's going to be part of this question, but also sort of what are your early impressions of him in a Rapids uniform after scouting him in a Galaxy uniform? My early impression is that he's really fast. He's <laughs> so fast. That's been mine too. Yeah. Just holy shit. Every time you see him running across, it's like... Yeah, it's always good when you scout a player that you think is quick and turns out he's really, 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 really fast. Yeah. I think Calvin Harris is in the same boat there as oh, well. Super players cool. yeah. that are... I haven't you watched... Know, yeah. yeah, they're right up there with anybody in the league when it comes to, to speed. Like, there's no doubt. And that... And I think we're gonna we're gonna see that as the season goes along. Like we've got a lot of a lot of games coming up in May. Obviously, we start now in the Open Cup with a, a huge. We're game excited against, about that. We have a question Sales about Storms. that too. Great, great. Yeah. That's class. Um, you know, I think in, in terms of his his game time, like not overly concerned right sure. right now. You know, I think it's one of those things that our, our system's not the easiest of systems either. You know, so you've got to come in and learn that system. And we have moved away from playing the four three three at the moment by into a back a back five. Um, so I think that that impacts it slightly as well. But it's up to every player ultimately to, to earn their position, right? They've got to fight for that position and 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 take it essentially. Mm. So for someone like Gavan, he's certainly going to have opportunities. There's no no doubt about that. And I think in in the coming weeks we're gonna we're gonna see that. We're gonna see him on the field. Sure. Uh, and I think I'm excited about what it, what he's going to bring. And again, as I've said earlier, it, it's really a case of looking at at the long term versus what it takes on a Saturday night. And, and that can often cause frustrations. And I, and I get that. I understand it from a fan's perspective that you want to see, you know, the player that you've brought in at this. Sometimes you just have to be a little bit patient with it and, and understand that these players are adapting. They're coming in, new teammates. He's still a young player. Needs to get completely up to speed, pardon the pun, with, with what we're looking to do here. <laughs> but I, I'm still incredibly excited about, about the characteristics that he brings. Like, sure. he knows where the goal is. And that's something that... That everybody, I think, has always thought about him. 
you know, obviously at Galaxy, it was a case of he couldn't turn that XG into, into goals. Yeah. We firmly believe that we can do that, that sure. we can extract that out of him. I think, look, you saw when he came on against, uh, against Austin, you know, the way he took that goal was, was really pleasing. He's had other really good bright moments. He's had some really good training sessions and still expect bright things from him. Like, I'm very confident in him, real, really believe in sure. him. And I have no doubt he's going to be a big part of our future. And he has several years still here. Yeah. So plenty yeah. of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, here's the next question. And I'm sorry, I forgot to write down who asked these. So uh, they're all in the replies to the mailbag post. So apologies on, on crediting these. Uh, has Porg been in touch with the league office, RE, the initiatives to help legacy clubs that Garber spoke about a few weeks ago? Oh, I, well, I think, yeah. I mean, look, we're in touch with the league office all the well, time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess specifically, yeah. about, we talk about that yeah. one yeah. I walked into this office today talking to sure. the league office yeah. about right. something. And uh, so, yeah, we're in touch with them all the time. I think on that, I think they're still fleshing out that department and what okay. it's going to look like. So I'm sure we'll be in contact with them once it once it gets up and, up and running. But, cool. yeah, we're, we're in touch with them. They're doing a lot of terrific work. And I think some of the things that's most interesting to us is is the data that they use to kind of look at look at supporter culture and, and look at fans around the country that's really interesting they do a terrific job of that and, and we're very engaged with them on, on that front as well so there's a, a really strong line of communication there so mm -hmm. i'm sure when that gets up and running we'll, we'll be in touch with them all right next question what are his thoughts on the platte river derby which is what they're calling the hailstorm rapids <laughs> uh matchup and what has the increase in professional teams in colorado done for local soccer it's been fantastic for local soccer absolutely yeah. fantastic and i think you know again i spoke about this earlier like more than anything what we want is for there to be an incredibly vibrant soccer community here in colorado that's good for everybody the fact that we now have professional teams at the various different levels i, I think is really good for the sport here i i couldn't be more excited uh, about the game on, on wednesday i mean it's going to be a great game Eamon Zaid was actually I, wa I was I was at an event, so I couldn't tune in to the draw itself. Mm -hmm. And Eamon Zaid got to me before any of our staff members got to me <laughs> to tell me who the draw was. So that's been great. We've had him out to a few games. Obviously, what, what the family's done up there has been absolutely incredible, the facility right. and, and the work that they've done. And look, they've proven to be in, incredibly dangerous, right? Like yeah. they've... You know, they beat RSL yeah, last year was, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. an incredible strike. I'm, just I'm, so you know, Colorado's better than RSL in every facet. Of so course. It's yes. be, yeah. 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 So it's completely different. Yeah. Now. Well, that's why yeah. I was starting with that and then saying, and then they beat the Springs this year. Yeah. Like, you know, so, you know, they beat the, beat the switchbacks this year. So it's they, they've done a really, really good job up there. And I, I'm just super excited for it. It's great. I, I was in touch with, with Jeff, their owner, last week and, and Casey, um, his son, like, and they're bringing their staff down for the game. We're, awesome. we're thankfully going to be able to host their ownership group as well. And I think it's just great for the sport here in, in Colorado. And, you know, we are not taking this lightly. That's for sure. I mean, look, we're taking the U.S. Open Cup seriously this year because I think that's something that, you know, we just haven't been good enough, you know, in, in, in that competition or in knockout competition in general. Obviously, it was really disappointing against Comunicaciones a couple of years ago yeah. and not to go beyond that. A weird game, obviously, in the snow. But... You know, we haven't won enough knockout games, you know, in my time here. We haven't won enough trophies. Right. And that includes the Rocky Mountain Cup as well. Like, we've got to win silverware. We've got to bring trophies back here. And Robin and I have had a long conversation about that this year, about, you know, that mentality shift. And, and I think it's easy, again, like in, in the U.S., especially for players that are coming in from abroad, you think about, oh, it's the playoffs here, so it's a different system, a different format. But we've, we're really going to make sure that there is clarity there, that trophies mm. matter. Rocky Mountain Cup really matters for exactly what you yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, that matters. <laughs> and we have not won that enough. And yet the excitement that the guys showed, you know, when we when we beat them 5 nothing in their place a couple of years ago. That's right. Like, that that was a big deal. I think, obviously, we got the last-minute goal against them last year and just couldn't get that, that extra <laughs> yeah. one to kind of tip that over. Um, it, it's really important that, that we're better in that. And it's really important that we show the mentality of wanting to win in that. Right. And that, that starts to become an expectation. So that's something that we are going to dig into. But we are not taking hailstorms lightly. They're a good team. They're a really good team. And I'm, I'm super excited about the game on, on Wednesday. What comes out of that conversation with Frazier? Is it like maybe a less extreme squad rotation? You know, like a few more starters playing in these early round Open Cup games, stuff like that? 
Eamon Zaid, I guarantee, is watching everything to get Sorry. every little tip he can get. Eamon, like, close, so gonna, close, close YouTube for one second. Like the video that. before you close it real quick. We're not going to give any tips away here. Sure, but, sure, sure. You know, I mean, look, Robin's on the exact same page. Cool. You know, it's important to him as well. He wants to win. And I think he's, he's been very vocal about that. That, cool. you know, that is that is our aim. And cool. that was a disappointment for us, right? We've, we've made it to the playoffs twice in the last three years and haven't got by the first round. So these are not things that don't go unnoticed. This is very much where our focus is. Uh, do you have any friendly wagers with the hailstorm right now? No, I don't. Know. You're not like we'll trade you dicks for your legacy for Legends complex. <laughs> no, Legends is sick. Um, not to, I don't know if anyone's been up there, but very very cool new complex up there. Um, okay, let's see. Are there plans to upgrade the scoreboards and signage within the stadium? So there's some <laughs> there's some exciting things going on. <laughs> sorry, with the, that's just, uh, it was the question. I know, right? I know, I know it's a good question, but I know everybody wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that was a very common. This one. is yeah. also yeah. my question, and that's, that's also your question. Yeah. Okay. So, and yeah. also, like looking ahead, so I'll piggyback. Maybe what a lot of people don't know is that the naming rights for the stadium expire. I think in 2026. So you know that's World Cup year and building off of all that, and you know, like, does that impact things, or you know, or is that stuff that we can make upgrades to, or what kind of plans are are mm. happening? Well, I think. As I said at the start, that the fan experience is something that we are very, very much focused on right now. Like that is a that is a really big deal to us, and it's going to form a fundamental part of what we're looking at for 2027 or for that 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 um, uh, that period of time, I should sure. say. You know that cycle ultimately. I think this year, you know, there are going to be some announcements on on some enhancements that we're making, and I think the focus this year was really on the two terraces. That was a key thing. One of the, one of the things that we've been very conscious of, I think, is the, the need to listen to our supporter base, you know, and, and to listen to, to C38 and the other groups like that, you know, we, we want to make sure that, that whatever we do is very much in line with, with what the demands are in this market, with, with how our fans want mm -hmm. to celebrate the club, want to celebrate their own uh, identity and want to then celebrate the sport in the state. So I think one of the key things in terms of amplifying the supporter culture and amplifying the supporter message was this year adding adding to that terrace right adding to the terrace behind behind the goal and i think what we've done there having oscar blues come on board the dales bar opening up you know there's there's a lot of really cool things happening there so that it's not just the 90 minutes right it's what's going on before what's going on after yeah. if we can amplify that message if we can have those folks coming along five dollar beers post game where you're able to chat about a win see the players coming down or the player appearance that's in there these are all really good things to create that match day experience that everybody's really looking to do so i think doubling that section was really important and that's something that we're now able to track and thankfully it's been a, a roaring success you know it's been really really good and huge credit to c38 for that as well in terms of like getting that message out and, and getting the people in there i think the next step for us is is what we're doing on on the far side on the north terrace and there's going to be some things that we're, we're going to announce on that front very soon as well. So there's a lot of exciting things coming. There's also a lot of work going on behind the scenes to really understand what's needed, to understand what, what the market's looking for. And that's an important part of it. So there's, you know, a, a lot done, more to come. And I think that's the important way for us to look at it. Cool. Awesome. Um, so I know there's at least one, but are there other GMs slash presidents in the MLS um, and have you either talked to them or, or taken anything from what they've been able to do? I know Bezbachenko in, in Columbus is dual role GM yeah, team president. Yeah, Bez is, John Thorrington is, um, Garth Largaway realistically yeah. is as well. So there's a number, and then you probably have a number of guys who are also, you know, coaches and GMs. So there, sure. there's, there's a lot of different configurations, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I'm very fortunate. I have a great relationship with, with the various different presidents, CSOs, CBOs, whatever structure and a particular club sure. has and you, you learn from everybody you're not just going to learn from people who are doing that exact dual role you're going to learn from everybody and you know we're very fortunate that the relationship amongst the clubs is is quite positive in that way i would say and or certainly it, it is for us and when we go on away trips we'll, we'll quite often try and go in there a day earlier or we'll try and set up a coffee i mean i went into charlotte and spent almost two hours with their gm with zoran you know just chatting about things in, sure. in general and and we'll we'll do that, and I like to do the same thing when when folks are coming here, reaching out and asking, hey, if you're around, do you want to go and, and grab dinner, a beer, or coffee, whatever it is, to to try and kind of um, yeah, to to just lean in there and, and to try and understand what their experiences are, what they're dealing with in their markets, what they've done, how successful that's been, you know, we we can learn from all of this. So, you know, I'd, 
I certainly want to be a sponge when it comes to that and, and, and pick the brains of, of the really top talented people that are working in our industry. All right, I think this will be the last one just with time in here because you got to get to the Special Olympic signing. Um, what is your measure for team success? And do you feel that 2021 raised expectations both internally and externally? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's the idea. You know, I mean, the, we're in professional sports, so the idea is to win. And, and there's lots of different ways to do that. But, you know, I'm not going to forget 2021 in a hurry. And, and I think... I remember watching the last few minutes of the um, the Kansas game, mm -hmm. you know, and or and the Seattle game, and you know, as those results went final and we realized what we'd done and that we had finished top in the West for the first time in the club's history, that meant something. It meant something to our supporters. It meant something to our players. Mm -hmm. It meant something to our staff. And and it was a, it was a big deal. And I think once you've experienced that, you want more, right? Like you you want to achieve that year in and year out. And as I said, a lot of this now is about is about planning for that. We talked about sustainable success. We've talked about building a perennial playoff team. Two out of three isn't bad, but we need to make sure that's now three out of four, right? That's the way this has got to got to go. And then and then ultimately, I'm going to come back to something we've talked about earlier. We, we need to put some silverware in the in the in the cabinet. That's a, that's a big thing for us, um, and that means really going after all the trophies that are available. So. We measure success in a lot of different ways. We've got a lot of our own internal metrics and things like that. But uh, at the same point in time, I, th I think from a very, uh, for a very simple perspective, that's that's what it's about. It's about getting back into those playoffs and putting ourselves in a position to challenge for for every trophy. Real, real quick, just real quick, wow. quick answer to just where do you see the Rapids twenty twenty six? What are, what do you want from the in twenty twenty six? MLS Cup. Let's go. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> that's honestly, that's 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 what I'm waiting for. Uh, all right, guys, that's gonna wrap up our time here. <laughs> In Studio A at the DNVR bar. Park, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, yeah. guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it um, make sure you are uh, signing up over at the DNVR.com to become a diehard member. Subscribe, like, follow us on Twitter, all that stuff. Okay, you got to say this with us at the end. We always say up the pids at the end. So right when we're almost done, we're gonna I'll, I'll signal you and we all say it. Um, <laughs> let's see. Do we have any other things I missed right there? Five-star reviews everywhere on your podcast stuff. Um, all about that. And um, more important than everything... Up the, Up pits. the pits. <laughs>